The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, it is a, uh, I don't know, a loose episode 34. It's Tuesday morning. Hey, we didn't really know when we were going to record this. Max is on his first vacation without his golf clubs. You said on Twitter since you were a kiddo. I mean, when was when's the last non-golf club vacation? I honestly don't remember. We used to go to Atlantic City and meet up with uh, our family um, over there and maybe then but i mean even i've tried to go on a couple vacations and thought you know might as well have them you know just in case you never know when a big game's gonna break out so (laughs) yeah it's been a long time especially i mean if you're a golfer that's active on social media and you mention where you're at that some golf course might reach out you never know you just never know uh we're this is going to be a very heavy question and answer podcast we don't have a lot to talk about in our own lives so we're going to just answer your questions We're not going to get to that yet, but I am going to start with a question here that's relevant to what we just talked about. This is from at B pardoning 10. I think that's right. Said, Max, how many air swings did you take on your golfless vacation? I had this one too. Um, I'm at four right now. I was glad he asked. I made one in the airport or in the airport parking lot. My wife got mad at me on our way over here. And then uh, every morning I'll probably take one in front of the mirror. And that's been three. So probably one more for good measure. I'd say I'm at four. How do you do? You feel like you're in a good, pretty good spot, pretty good position at the top. It looks really good. <laughs> I figured. It looks I figured. really good. Always looks really good in uh, in the mirror. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things. Like Cindy <laughs> is not a golfer and has never been that interested in playing. Will never understand the why are you swinging in front of a window or a mirror thing. And <laughs> frankly, I don't really understand why I do it either. It's just something we do. Uh, we had the tour championship this weekend into Monday. Um, I have a new thing on this podcast that if I'm going to And I don't even want to say rip something. I want to at least present an idea to make it better. I feel like I'm not going to try to rip anything unless I have at least some sort of note to maybe improve the experience. And I got to be honest with you, Max. I didn't watch a whole bunch of golf this weekend. Maybe 25, 30 minutes the entire weekend. Uh, Obviously, it looked like Destin was going to win the whole time. I've listened to a couple of podcasts 
that came out either Monday or, or Tuesday morning very early. And it seemed like a lot of people had the same thoughts I had about the tour championship. It just seemed a little lazy. It seemed kind of a little inevitable that Dustin was going to win it. So I just want to go back to something, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this as a obviously a, a PGA Tour player. You know, we we in TV, I guess I still include myself there, you know, there's this big fear of match play because you're so scared of who might end up in the championship. I always go back to the McCarran, you know, WGC, whatever it used to be called, and, and it was these two high-ranked guys made the championship match. Of course, ratings are probably going to be down when it's not superstar versus superstar. My thinking, though, is if you've got the 30 best players from that year or 32 or 16 or whatever number you want to get to and you make that match play, the matchups you will inevitably get, John Rahm versus Dustin, Rory versus Tiger, Justin Thomas versus, you know, Colin Morikawa, I feel like those will make up for possibly, you know, a Brennan Todd versus, you know, I mean, throw in a, a guy that had a good season, a Scotty Scheffler that maybe isn't an A-list star. So I just want to hear your thoughts on why wouldn't match play work for this and why wouldn't match play make this more exciting? Yeah, I, I think it would. So when we talk about, I'm glad you brought it up because when we talk about you and I about match play, our first thing is, oh, I just don't want uh, there to be kind of like a, uh, a weaker, as far as celebrity name goes, not player uh, final, because that's worst case scenario. And I think that that's all been built up in our head because of how difficult us golf fans are. Um, it kind of goes to the, this stroke play, this format that they use kind of goes to, in the grand scheme of things, the way the PJ Tour runs everything in the sense that we have 50 tournaments coming up this year. We literally start the season in two in two days like the season ended yesterday they had a commercial on monday on the limited amount of time i watched golf and it was about the new season and i was yeah. dying laughing because i was thinking could you imagine during the super bowl they running an nfl ad about get ready for next year you go yeah, like get we, stoked we're the third quarter we don't even know who won this <laughs> year. so i feel like that all of that like that idea that that seems to be the, uh, you know, kind of goal of the PJ tour, which is all good with us, um, is built on, give you as much excitement all the time, whatever, like contrive it, just keep pumping you with content. And, uh, that's great. So the, the, but the issue is to me that this week, maybe this was worst case scenario. Dustin never looked like he didn't have a chance you know he's he looked like he's gonna win pretty much saturday on i like you only watched really a little bit but still um he just looked locked in and he's been playing the best and it never really felt like much of a sweat um so if it was match play and let's say you did get the mckenzie hughes brendan todd the, the two guys and no offense but they, they would say the same thing they're not dustin and rom as far as celebrity goes well if you got that one year and then the next year you got Dustin versus Rom, you'd be like, oh my God, what a final. And it would keep you so excited. And it just, it goes back to like football or basketball. Like if the finals this year are uh, Clippers um, uh, heat, I, I, I don't really care. Especially if it's Clippers Celtics. It's two teams. I don't care. I'd be mad. But because we're so used to that in other sports, not contriving finals, 
I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, I'd probably watch it or whatever. But in golf, for some reason, I think because they just keep pumping you and trying to give you the A-list matchup every week and just keep giving you content and giving you content, they try and be like, okay, this one, we're going to give you, Dustin will find his way in the mix and we're going to keep him up at the top of the leaderboard. And that's all good and well. However, I just think maybe it's short-sighted to the idea that if this year wasn't A-list exciting, Next year could be you know, actually make you be more excited for the next year. But I feel like each year also be, just again, because the golf fans are kind of difficult or very difficult eat like this year. I'm reading about how pissed people are about it. And like last year, people were OK with it. It's just like it's just there's so much change and fluctuation in our opinions and how we like express them. So I'm with the match play. I think it'd be 10 times more exciting, um, but I'm, I'm guessing that's why they don't do it. But it's kind of how they approach the whole the whole year. Yeah, and, and just real quick, it was 0-2, and Kevin Sutherland was the 62-ranked player in the match play, and he beat Scott McCarron, <laughs> who was the 64th-ranked player in the field, which is pretty wild that that was the case. Yeah, you know, I wrote down some 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 notes about this, and, and I think that the, the problem with, and again, the problem being we're being critical. That, that's important here because I, in a regular season, this being the weird season, right, where you've got the FedEx Cup playoffs, but you know the U.S. Opens in two weeks, and you know the Masters is in a month and a half. So you know this isn't the end all, right? This isn't the final time we get to see all the superstars at the same place on the same golf course. And I do feel like that's a big part of what the FedEx Cup does present is it allows us one final time to see all these players together. Even a Ryder Cup, even a President's Cup, you know, you're missing some of the superstars. You know, President's Cup, you're not going to get Rory. You're not going to get John Rahm. Obviously, the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, you flip and you miss out on some of the international players like Hideki. So, you know, I, I do think typically on a regular season, this thing is important and it does have a place in the season. The issue being with the FedEx Cup and specifically the Tour Championship is it's never really had an identity. We've changed the format a few times. At one point, there were points. Nobody knew what they meant. There were, you know, you'd have like 3,500 points versus whatever. And it was confusing. And that's that's the issue is... One of the things that you don't want to do, it goes back to your charity event, Max, that you did that was awesome. It just had a confusing format in terms of points. And to me, that turns regular sports fans off, not golf fans. Golf fans can figure it out. You know, the no laying up boys play that wolf hammer game. I still don't understand the game. <laughs> I will never understand the game. My IQ is not high enough to understand it. But I can be out there and in the moment on the whole, at least ask somebody what's going on and have an idea of where I stand, you know. I feel like what this thing needs, what the tour championship needs is its own identity. And to me, match play is that identity. You know, the PGA championship was match play for a long, long time. And it was the lone major championship that used and leaned on that format. And that was what made it unique. And I feel like match play here makes us unique. You know, Max, the one thing, and I, I want to know if you agree or disagree with me on this, the difference in this event versus majors, in my opinion, as a, as a viewer, as a fan, as somebody that consumes a decent amount of golf media, is this is the biggest gap in how important it is to you guys versus how important it is to us. You know, I mean, I can understand why you winning the U.S. Open would be impactful for your life. And I can understand why winning 15 million is important. But, you know, if, if you win a FedEx Cup, no matter how rich you are as a professional golfer, it is a huge hit. I mean, you are winning basically what, equates to 15 titles, right? I mean, you're winning basically a million bucks a title. So it's almost like winning 15 PJ Tour events in one event. It's just hard for us at home, 
I guess, to understand the impact outside of the money. So I just feel like the gap is huge. And to me, if you make it match play, you bring in a different format that's unique to this event. We only see it one other time a year. And it's this really small group of players that have played as good as anybody all season long. So you're going to get, you know, great matchups, no matter if the names are big or not. I mean, Brennan Todd has played some of the best golf of anybody on the PGA Tour over the last six months. It's like him being in this thing, he A, he deserves to be there, and B, he could beat any of these guys because he's playing so well. It's it's Let's not be so scared of the Q rating or, you know, how many sponsorship dollars are thrown at these players, and let's respect the fact that anybody that would get to this position has earned this position and gotten there because they played so well. Yeah, I definitely think uh, your first point about the biggest separation between what it means to us and to the fans, I definitely noticed this week because we've been talking about it a lot. And and I've obviously shared my opinion that it is a really big deal. I think what's difficult for the for the fans is seeing an entire body of work in one event. Like, that's not how it works. We could see that as someone or if you, if I was there, I could personally see that, obviously. But for the fans, they don't care. They just want to see who wins the tournament, who wins the FedEx Cup. Um I think this is the simplest format you could give uh, currently. I mean, you could just go all the even, but I do think this is the most fair, simple. But I just think that golf tries to be a little too fair. Um, match play is not fair. It's one round, and I can beat anyone in the world for one round. Uh, anybody could probably beat me in one round. So, like, I'm cool. I'm cool with going to match play um, as long as we just start to decide, hey, we're not picking the most fair uh format and and this is this is something i've been thinking about all week because i got a lot from our last podcast i got a lot of people kind of message me about how i said that whoever wins the fedex cup should be um should be the player of the year uh and and they said well what if somebody won all four majors shouldn't they be player of the year or what if every somebody won every tournament shouldn't they be player of the year and i think it's a great point but i guess i guess here here's kind of my angle on that the patriots went 18 and one do you think that they cared that they were the best team that year like i don't think that they cared at all they they lost the super bowl they will forever be the super bowl losing team so i guess we look at our sport differently i've never really cared much about a rookie of the year or a player of the year because i would look at it as hey um you know if i won the fedex cup i am the player of the year now if somebody were to win let's say all every tournament for a year and then another player won every major for a year like who would you decide is the better player like what it just it's like a never ending game it's unrealistic as well but it's a never ending game um so yeah i don't know like we don't have a very we have we are trying to create the most fair format to give you the perfect winner at the end i don't necessarily hate that for me but for entertainment i think it's stupid like i i think it should be much more uh complex wrong word but much have much more variance i want to go into the final round thinking that the giants could actually beat the Patriots exactly. instead of thinking Dustin's up by five. Like he's already the best player in the world. I mean, we can't be giving the Patriots a seven point lead to start the game. I mean, it just wouldn't be fair. So, so, but that's how we drive interest in a sport that clearly isn't as exciting as or naturally exciting as basketball or football. Like we're in a sport that needs something. So we're again, the, the officials and here, here's to Tron's point that it's a player run tour. We, we of course want the best team to win. When I, uh, was on the national championship team that that lost in the semis my senior year. We were a much better team than everyone there except maybe Alabama, but we were still better than Alabama. That, and then that's uh, like not debatable as far as record goes through the season. We lost to two teams for a whole year, so we lose to uh, an Illinois team because it went to match play. It was a completely different format, um, and we lose to them. And you know our season's over, and we were 
you know, complaining about how this isn't how we've played all year. Imagine March Madness going to like, you know, 10 minute halves instead or a three point contest. Like it just wasn't the real, it was still golf, but it was, it's way, way more exciting. So as a player, I was slighted because I, I, we should have won that or at least had a much better chance. And of course, instead we don't. Um, and, and we're complaining, but as far as the viewership, it was probably way more exciting and because there's more variance. Like at that rate, that season, I know who was winning every tournament. It was us. Like that's just how it was going. This is better. This is Patriots or that that's better. That's Patriots giants. That's the things that can change that stuff. You'll remember, but golf wants to give you the winner because we are a very fair, you know, sport like uh, 71 will always be better than 72. And, um, you know, if someone's ranked number one in the world, we want them to keep playing great. I don't know. It's, it, I can see both sides of it, but if it's a, it's, it's an entertainment product at the end of the day, and we needed to make it more entertaining. Um, so I'm all in with, with match play. I think that it should go. I think Andy or some said it or Brendan, they, I think it should go top 125. Keep your card. I don't think we should be playing all 125 in the playoffs. I think there should be one or two events that we chip down to whatever, like a 32 number or, or even less, maybe a 16 number and then 16 final match play, you know, stack them and then see, see what happens. So I think that would be the most exciting way to do it. And we need more exciting. Cause I'm going to give my favorite flight that I mentioned to you yesterday. I didn't get <laughs> to tell you what it was yet. Best thing I heard this week. It's also the worst thing I heard this week for the sport. I'm in the airport. I'm watching uh, the golf. Uh, one of like the eight minutes I watched this week and I'm standing there watching it. And somebody sits down at the bar and he goes, Hey, can we change this to basketball? And I heard the bartender say, Oh, sorry. Like, um, let me go check. Uh, because if somebody changed, you know, asked for golf before this, um, you can, we can't change it because they already requested it. And he gave the most like quizzical look. He goes, but it's the playoffs. Like, what do you mean? Can't you put the basketball on? And I almost said, this is literally our Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and, but like, nobody knows it. And, and, and that's okay. He shouldn't know it. You know, it's not his job to know, it, but that's what's so funny and so difficult about being a, you know, a golfer slash golf fan versus other sports. Cause I was with him put on the playoffs because this wasn't really keeping my attention, especially on whatever day we left Saturday. So, uh, Friday or Saturday. So yeah, it's just like, um, I don't know. You know, it's just it, it's a flawed system. I think in golf to make it more exciting, we need to get kind of wonky and out there. And, and golf typically doesn't do that. Yeah. So to me, OK, you make the point you made the great point, which is one I, I like to bring up myself is the Patriots Giants game. Right. I mean, it's as you know, the Patriots were playing to be the best team in the history of the, of the NFL and the Giants upset them and they were Super Bowl champions. And if you go through history and it, and it really, I think, is more the one game. Because to me, stroke play feels like best, you know, four out of seven, right? I mean, the NBA, you typically don't get a surprise winner. You typically get the team that's supposed to win the championship or either one of the two teams, right? I mean, or once it's over, you decide they were the team that yeah, should have, I mean, you know. You, like you can make the Cavs argument, right? I mean, the Cavs mm -hmm. upset the Warriors, but the Cavs have Kyrie and LeBron. And, you know, and their team was pretty, Kevin Love, their team was pretty good, right? I mean, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't some, you know, Kevin Sutherland beating the Cavs, right? So, yeah or the Warriors. So I, I feel like match play is, is the, the best kind of comparison would be March Madness and the NFL playoffs, because it's always one game and one match and anybody could win anything depending on what moment it is. We never complain about the NFL playoffs. We never complain about March Madness. It doesn't upset us that sometimes the team that was the best during the regular season didn't win the championship. It's like your, your, go your golf team at Cal. I mean, you were the best collegiate team that year you didn't win the final event of the year, the final event of the year being the most important event. And you'll always look back on that season going, you know, we had a great year, but, and that's kind of part of this. I mean, Dustin 
going up against Brendan Todd in the second round of the FedEx Cup match play finals and losing, it doesn't take away from what Dustin did before then, but he's not going to be the champion of this because he didn't win the match. And I mean, I just feel like, A, the PGA Tour would, would allow themselves this selling point daily, which is tomorrow, Dustin Rory, you know, 3 p.m., Dustin Rory, and then you've, you'd be able to play up all these matches on social media. So you get to fill in that because, frankly, I don't know what you were selling for this thing over the weekend to make it exciting. The other thing, and I get in 2020, money is something they were trying to kind of, you know, keep at arm's length because it's it's a weird time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just kind of a strange time in the world and presenting $15 million or whatever is is tough. But I feel like the money thing needs to be played up a lot. Oh, in please. This. I mean, please show me each putt. Like, that's all I want. But, you know, like in match play. So in match play, every putt wouldn't be the issue. But sure. I want, yeah. Like, I want somebody out there, Max. You're on 18, one up lead. OK, this is what I want, because this works. Game shows do this. I mean, who wants to be a millionaire was one of the most popular shows on television and every step was more money. Nobody got afraid of the money, right? They weren't scared to talk about it. I want you with a one-up lead in the second round of the FedEx Cup match play event next year. I want you with the one-up lead on 18. I want a guy to come up there and announce it like Happy Gilmore and go, Max <laughs> Homa, one-up lead here at 18. If he halves or, or wins this hole, he will advance on and will win $645,000 more. Like, that's something that people at home now it's a lot of money sure but at least we can understand but it, but right? I, I'll, I'll rebuke you just or, or, or tweak yours a little bit because uh i'm all in on the last whole thing but that becomes like on the edge of um of too like wonky WWE. maybe but at the beginning the best part i think to your point about match plays but the, the announcers can do it but at the beginning of that day the players would already know so announce announce you know because each stage of the match is going to add money if you play a the ton of the Del wgc you would know that if you were in the quarters versus semis you're going to make so so basically it'll be like hey it's saturday dustin and justin thomas are playing against each other for a spot into the semifinals and six hundred thousand dollars and now it all of a sudden becomes the biggest match match you know they've probably ever played i doubt they've gambled for that much so you, you now you have the the a huge money game and then it becomes so interesting i actually like that more because then the whole narrative for the whole day is yes you can get to the next stage and have another opportunity but also this literally is worth 600 grand. You better step up. And then it would excite the fans because now we're watching. I, I, you know, you get the thing a lot. Um, you've read it a million times as well. I'd like to see a match uh, for a million dollars between two uh, mini tour players or two no names versus Tiger Phil because we don't care if they make another million dollars, whatever. Like we get that a lot. Well, I don't care who, who you are. I still think you would be pretty stoked to watch Justin and DJ play for 600 grand because that's not typical. Like that is no one does that very often it becomes a, a big kiss if i play justin for a hundred bucks a nine or whatever we would be pretty into it you know now we're right six hundred thousand dollars like that's a big number yeah that my only my only point on the kind of and i i i know that it's kind of boarding on wonky and it's boarding a little bit on like wwe type of stuff but my only point with the announcement is in that world everybody knows they know like you would know on the first tee what you're playing for and maybe how much money you're playing for. But maybe at times you're in the round, you're in the match, you kind of get lost in it. I feel like bringing that back and that maybe it's on the announcers. Maybe it's not on, you know, somebody on the tee. So like you're the, saying just the announcers like remind like, well, just, eight. just, you know, just it's again, it's like, why are we scared of talking about the money when yeah, the money is yeah, the thing yeah, we yeah. talk about all year long? It's 15 million bucks. It's so much money. It's $15 million. It's like, 
that's something, again, that if you're at home watching and you go, man, this is a pretty big match between Dustin and JT. Yeah. And then somebody goes, and also Dustin's one up with one to go. If he can tie this hole, he wins another 1.2 million bucks. You'd be like, holy shit, this is a yeah, big deal. Totally. A big I mean, so, yeah. So that, that's all I'm saying. Now, the last point I want to make, uh, and this was actually, I want to shout out the shotgun start guys uh, because Annie mentioned this and, I, and it's such a great point. Um, so now the, the FedEx Cup, end of season FedEx Cup number is we're basically where you finished at the tour championship. You yeah. Know, so that's where you stand. I, I think we need to freeze at the end of the at the end of the Wyndham. I think we need to freeze your standing. And that's where you sit for that year in terms of how your year went. Because, you know, the playoffs, you can't play an event. You get knocked out. Obviously, those numbers go up. You know, we don't do MVP, MVP voting when it goes to the playoffs. We don't do all NBA voting when it goes to the playoffs. Same thing for the NFL. Like, all that stuff's regular season. I feel like guys that finished seventh on the FedEx Cup list going into the playoffs deserve that seventh number for the year. Because, you know, people forget that historically you look back on this stuff. You know, you look back on how did Max Homa do in 2020? And if I look and you're now you know, 69th on the FedEx Cup rankings. I don't know if it totally does your year justice, you know? Well, I, I think, think everyone's totally... different because I've never once considered the end of the year FedEx ranking as a good year. I've looked at it as top 10, top 25s and wins. So I think maybe it's just different for because historically to me, I've never, never considered that. I thought of winning it and then not winning it. So I, I'm with that. I just, I, I listened to that, that podcast they did and, and, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, Brendan Todd didn't have the 20th best season this season, but it's like, yeah, but like neither did um, whoever George Mason beat in the in the playoffs or in the, in the March Madness you know, right. a few years ago. But it's like, who? Why do we care? They didn't win it. Like, so it's all I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm not saying that one's right and one's wrong. I'm saying my opinion is I don't care that. And I don't even know. I mean, he does financially, but Brendan Todd probably doesn't care that he has, quote unquote, the 20th best season this year because he knows that he had one of the five, six best seasons. So I don't know. I, I get I get it for his. But for me, historically, I've never even considered a FedEx season as like a final like uh, as something to look back on and, and, and kind of brag about for a player. You know, oh, you know, Tiger was player. You know, I don't know. I just not been a big thing. I, I think I think just when you're again, like when you're diving, like personally, when I dive back into like a 1990s golfer to look at his year, you know, you will look at money list ranking, you know, obviously before the FedEx Cup, because that was a good tell of how well he played. Right. I mean, the money list kind of defined how his season went. Now you could dive into it and look at wins. You know, we look at. You could still do money less, couldn't you? Right now, I mean, you, don't you have could, to do but it's like, list. but it, you got to, you got to dive. It's, it's harder to find. Oh yeah, they have the worst. Yeah, they have the worst website season. on the it was, planet. It was impossible to find. Now they don't want that. They want it to be the FedEx Cup. And, yeah. and again, this is. I want. I want to really stress this point. I appreciate the PGA Tour spending the last 12, 14 years, whatever it's been leaning on an idea to finish their season off because they never had anything like this. I mean, it was like the majors ended and then you knew the tour championship was kind of lurking, but you didn't really know when it was and where it was played or all that stuff. I do appreciate them trying. I appreciate them getting the sponsor. And I feel like they have a chance here at something. They just have, have we haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. And, and the problem is Max is it's all dependent on who plays well when tiger wins it and they're walking up 18 and Rory's there and they've got this throng of people, and it's crazy, and it looks like this unbelievable scene. That's a great year, and this one wasn't, and I feel like that's not what you want. You don't want the person and the situation 
to define how great the championship was. And I feel like that's what we have right now. And if you tweak a little bit of the format and just make it unique, maybe we we get every year, every year you get something exciting. If it's not the championship match, maybe it's four unbelievable quarterfinal matches or it's these two great semifinal matches that you get and you want to watch it and golf fans are into it and people click over because it's Rory versus Tiger and maybe they don't watch the final. Who knows? But at least they were interested and really into something. And I think that's what we need. Uh, we also just spent uh, 26 minutes on uh, on that one. I didn't really think we would. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Um, I wanted to get to some questions, um, and I got a lot of these. I'm sure you did as well. Uh, I got a lot of questions about your schedule for this year. Uh, Aaron McAvee said, uh, with the new year having 50 tournaments, six majors, how will you go about setting up your schedule? Have you started that process yet? Is that something you're already kind of tweaking uh, as as you're kind of sitting there drinking your pinos? Uh, I haven't even really looked at the uh, 
uh, spring schedule. I obviously looked at the fall. Uh, it's kind of in flux a little bit just because the CJ Cup and the Zozo, I, I forgot that I'm not like guaranteed to get in. I think I'll get in, but I'm not sure. So that would drastically change things considering, you know, for instance, uh, I'm going to play the U.S. Open. Then I'm going to have a week or two weeks off, and then I'll have uh, the Shriners in Vegas. And then if I did get into the other two, I would go, you know, back to back to back to those three. Then I'd have a week, a week off, and then the Masters. I think would be how that would go. And and it, so if I didn't get into the CJ Cup and the Zozo, then I'd have three weeks off for the Masters, which I'm not doing. So then I would I would play Houston, which is the week before the Masters. So try and you know not go into the to Augusta kind of not rusty, but basically like antsy. Um, I'll probably be done after that for the most part, still haven't decided on Mexico, but you, you know, I look at it basically how I can, I hate the term peaking at the right time. Cause I don't buy that. I, I, I more look at it as making sure that I'm maintaining the peak as like at the right point. So like, for instance, when I play five in a row, typically I don't, uh, I'm not in a great headspace. I can do it on the West coast because I'm basically home with my friends uh, in between each week. Uh, so it doesn't feel like as much of a grind, but like in this one, you know, three weeks in a row, that's, that's a, uh, usually, you know, easy and normal. And it's even better. Cause it'll be, although I may die in Vegas for two weeks in a row, but it's Vegas and then California. <laughs> it's very easy travel, easy trips. Um, and yeah, then like, you know, I do want to be as, as fresh and prepared as possible for the masters. And, and one of those things for me is not having three weeks off before that. I, I don't think that would be a smart idea. So that's kind of how it goes, but it would be nice if I knew I was in everything. Um, since I don't, it's still in a little bit of flux, but I guess gotcha. I'll know as we get closer. So that, that would kind of be the best answer for that, I guess. Hey, what's the drive on, on during the Vegas event, driving range, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Is it pretty easy? Is it pretty easy to tell who, has Vegas it up the night before and, and who maybe actually went to bed at nine 30. It's honestly a lot harder than I thought. Um, you know, I thought I'd see more chaos. I, I kind of wish I was, you know, played in the nineties. Cause I feel like you would have been seeing <laughs> a lot more things. I'd be lying. If I said, we've never felt like that. One of the days of the week, um, it was, uh, one of my favorite me and Joe stories. Um, you know, Lacey was there. She had to leave Sunday morning. It was our rookie year. So it's literally my second ever PJ tour event. Uh, it's Sunday, uh, you know, or it's Saturday night. All my friends had been there and they'd been going out every night. I finally decided, Hey, I might, you know, try this, see how it goes. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't have status. I literally had to shoot like 55 to get top 10 to, you know, work my <laughs> way into, into the next fall or in the following week. And I was leaving for Q school the next day anyways. So I was like, oh, I'll drink whatever. And, and I wake up, don't feel very good. Joe was, he felt horrible. We go out there. All my friends are supposed to come with us. They don't make it. Me and Joe get there on the range. He's not cleaning my clubs. He's not doing anything. He's sitting on the water cooler doing like, you know, the, <laughs> the foamy spit thing where you could just tell someone's got no water. You can't water drink enough system. water. Yeah. You can't chug <laughs> enough water. He looked horrible. We go out and play and I'm two over through eight and I'm in a foul mood because I'm pissed that first off, I'm, you know, I, I feel like crap. And second off, you know, I, I, I am just annoyed that I did this and, and, you know, I'm playing bad, whatever. Well, all of a sudden I get to nines of par five and I hit it to like a foot and make Eagle. All my friends sh uh, show up on that green. They cheer. They've seen, you know, one hole and it's an Eagle. Then we get to 10 and, uh, I hit it in the fairway and made a nine iron for another Eagle. So I did your American nice. back to back Eagles. I shoot six under in the last 10, sneak my way, shoot 
four under for the day. Sneak my way into 30th and realize, holy cow, you make a lot of money for 30th. Max, maybe you should be uh, sober <laughs> or at least not hung over for these rounds. Taught me a nice lesson, but that was the one time we've let Vegas get get us. Uh, I'm sure other people have too, but they... they uh, I probably looked okay. Joe looked like, you know, he had gone out. <laughs> so he to your rough. question, I haven't seen much of it, but uh, uh, Joe, that morning, Joe would have been the guy. I'd been like, yeah, that guy, he did something last well, night. Well, I mean, it, listen, these are dead giveaways. You're sitting on the cooler. You got your yeah, you got your, your knees on uh, your, your elbows are on your knees and you're done. I mean, that's, that's a pretty, I mean, I guarantee you, I, I have seen a couple of people like that uh, on the range at the waste management as well, especially if, uh, <laughs> If Thursday didn't go well, uh, do you have a question? Yeah, you have a question I actually have a question in. for you um, from me. <laughs> so oh, just imagine I que- tweeted it. By you. the way, I've got a question for you from <laughs> me right. as well. I'll do that next. This question, I uh, you know, I've seen a lot, and I, I think these are these types of questions are typically dumb because you know it's like you know when someone's on a par three and they're like, oh, it's one fifty, I'm hitting nine, and what would you hit, and what would you make? It's yeah, like, what's it's the so win? Stupid, yeah. But uh, this one, I do feel like kind of is a telling uh a telling answer and i i like uh i like the uh the premise of it so if you were if you made 15 million dollars uh, you won okay. the price so you won 15 million dollars what is not just what's the first thing you're gonna buy because if i was you you know i'd put some way obviously you're gonna be responsible what's your first irresponsible purchase what would you be getting the one thing that sits out like that's not like a some for henry's future like i want something i want something you're gonna splurge on you know i have been I have been kind of talking about buying a truck with Cindy for probably the better part of four years. You know, I grew up in East <laughs> Texas. I had this truck. We called it the Teal Mac. It was a teal, teal, uh, you know, stepside Chevy, 1593, not a great truck. But I love the truck. Having a truck personally is awesome. You know, if you if you don't need to move people all the time, which inevitably happens if you have a truck, just being able to throw stuff in the back is really the joy only truck owners know. So it would be, I would go buy just some awesome Dodge truck. Unless another car company wants to sponsor this podcast, then I would buy your truck. You have $15 million. You don't need a, you don't even need a podcast. That's a great point. I wouldn't stop doing the podcast. Come on. You don't don't need a sponsor. Wait, are you the guy that wins the masters and drops all your friends? No, we'll see. That's a good (laughs) point. That's a good point. Oh, oh, wow. Max changes number again. (laughs) It's weird. The connection won't work. We try to do the podcast. Um, I, I would go buy a, just a badass dude. You know, trucks like you can buy a truck now and nearly spend like a hundred grand oh the raptor is like 120 if you do it all in oh wow you already know look at you yeah, no wonder you've been doing, i know what you've been doing in napa instead of doing <laughs> swings in the mirror even looking up trucks uh what would you what would be your because i asked you this i think on the clubhouse when you won the wells fargo you know you have any big purchases ahead and you're like nah man i got nothing would you yeah. do you have anything you would just if you won 15 million is a little different than 1 million. It's almost 15 yeah, times. It's almost 15 times. Uh, I would, I've always been talking about this. I would take, and, and we joke about this. So, so um, it kind of fits into our podcast uh, theme. Um, I would take all my friends private jet up to Bandon for like a weekend and then come back. I think that would be fun. I've always wanted to do that. Um, I got a bunch of buddies that want to go. It's obviously quite difficult to get there. Uh, I don't love traveling. So I didn't really, I've never, the big turnoff to going there for me is going airport to airport to long drive. Uh, if I could just fly right in there, I would probably go. It's just expensive. So I'd take, you know, a, you know, a couple groups of people up uh, one weekend. And I think that'd be really fun. 
I mean, let's let's win the FedEx Cup. I would like let's to go to Bama do it. Games yeah, and let's that. Do, that it. Fun. do you want me to ask you my question? Yeah, go for it. I was thinking about this the other day. I had this situation possibly come up, and I was wondering: um, Do professional golfers ever do the hit a putt on the practice screen so bad it goes close to another hole, so you just act like that was the hole you're going for in the first place and hit your next ball of that hole strategy? Almost all the time. <laughs> you still do it. Yeah, especially when, you know, you first show up to the course and you haven't been on the grounds yet. And like the greens are way faster than you think. Uh, and you just whack the first one like, wow, OK, I'm just going to. Yeah, just okay, go to that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, I misread it a little bit. <laughs> one of my, it's, it's really one of one of my favorite things. To do that's a, a good tournament question. Is when you have a 30, you're you're putting to the hole that's 15 feet away. You hit it to the hole that's 30 feet away and you're like, I'll just hit this one at that one. Yeah, well. why not? Makes you look Y'all like a really good yeah, That's my exactly. question for you. I was thinking I like, about that's that. That's a I'm great good. question. Uh, at 68 Golf, Almost. 68 Club, said, were Ross and Rachel on a break? I mean, they were absolutely not on a break. Uh, anyone who's ever dated anyone knows you'd be pissed if he did that to you. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, break or no break, we're using a word and just, like, making that the the driving you know, force in this topic, but like, that's not the point. Like the intent was wrong. He, yeah, he was not wrong. on a break. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, on a break. The, the weirdest thing about friends when you watch it now, besides, you know, every show that has a laugh track just stands Thank out. You, you know, Lacey has just, ruined it. Friends for no, me. I the laugh track anymore. is just terrible. But it's, it's my such thing a on good night. Uh, well, but a lot, uh, you know, it's just these shows outside of Seinfeld, which still has moments, but outside of those shows that are like the Larry David thinking, you know, 10 years ahead, most of the time, there's just so many things that are just cringeworthy now. And you oh, watch yeah. Friends. And also, the guy, the Friends, never drank. They're like yeah. 20 years old, live in New York City. They each they had one blowout. They each had one they blowout. Get, they get either blacked out Vegas or they don't have any drinks. That's <laughs> yeah. the only option. They are pickup fajitas with no gloves, drunk, or they are having coffee. It doesn't make any sense, but that is an argument for another. Do you have a question? <laughs> I do. Morbid Rooster uh, asks, can you wait, explain? Wait, wait, say it again one more, more time? Morbid Rooster. Very nah, interesting. I like that. Already, already winner of the I'm name surprised it wasn't taken. Uh, can you explain <laughs> your thought process and club selection in a fairway bunker? And I thought this was a good question just because this is probably one of the more uh, it's a great unknown question. parts of, uh, yeah, parts of golf. Uh, basically, most people like to choke up in the in the fairway bunker just because you don't want to fat it. So you make the club a little bit shorter. So you typically then need to uh, or obviously then need to take more club because it's going to go shorter if you choke up. So I think that's your first uh, first main thought. Uh, second. It, can you get the, the ball needs to get over the lip fact? Just so I guess maybe that's your first one. Can that can what club gets over the lip? And then can I get enough club on that to get it to the green? And then, like I said, uh, you're going to choke up. So you need to factor in that part. And then third, it's just it's lie. So there's going to be lies where you're going to have to get steep and chop it. And that's not going to go as far. There's going to be lies where you actually may be able to hook it uh, to be more shallow. And it actually might go the normal distance to further. So you're kind of playing the lie game. But it, yeah, I would say it goes thought process would be lip. Um, you know, which club can I take now that I'm going to choke up? And then is the lie going to be good or bad enough to where I'm going to have to manipulate something and then really change the the club. So obviously all club selection forever will be your, you know, your own personal journey, but that's where you got to, that's the process I think for the most part. Yeah. You know, the, the getting, getting over the lip thing, that is you and I've had this conversation before about the branch in front of you. 
And you're like, yeah, I think it's just a punch little non iron. And then you hit the branch. You're like, yeah. no, no, no. That was the first thing I should have yeah. thought about. That That's is, all that I, matters. <laughs> that is the, that is the thing in golf that makes me the most frustrated. Just when I'm trying to punch something up by a green and I hit the tree that I'm trying to hit it under. You're yeah. like, oh, just anything else. Anything been else. Better. Yeah, exactly. That same same with uh, we talked about uh, Gupta at the USAM. Just get yes. the dang thing over the lip. That's all we're doing right now. <laughs> like that's point one, two and three uh alex, do you have a question yeah alex hugo asked uh to max how good is mookie bets at baseball how happy <laughs> are you that he's a dodger and also how awesome is this team and why is the answer the most awesome ever is oh most awesome ever well uh mookie is um, better than i could have imagined you get nervous with these big trades these days because a lot of the guys kind of lay an egg their first year what was good is we we're gonna have the 11 more years so <laughs> uh <laughs> we had a long time for him to to you know find his groove he seems to already have found it uh it's really really fun to watch it doesn't hurt that kershaw has a 1.5 era uh, that would make the team the most awesome but this has been cool um i'm already waiting for the uh asterisk crowd once the dodgers yeah. do happen to win the uh hopefully win the world series um but hopefully you know we have Mookie for 11 more years so maybe we'll win a few more after that so it'll be all good what's your power ranking of teams including cal like what is your power ranking of teams that you would most want to win their respective championship yeah so i think uh i like you know i know i've known more about basketball most of my life i've learned quite a bit about baseball the last few years so i love baseball it's like and and the dodgers would be the number one but i mean a big reason the dodgers would be my number one uh, is because I've never seen them win a, a World Series. Okay. I mean, it was 88 last time they did it. I wasn't born then. And and even if I had been, it would be such a long gap in between that I, you know, that, that that's what I kind of like crave wanting to see. The Lakers, I have seen five of them. Not saying that that's, <laughs> you know, I, I would still love to see one, but I don't feel like the, you know, the heart, the heartache and the heartbreak I felt. The thirst isn't the, there. The Dodgers have hurt me in like the last seven years. I mean, like legitimately hurt me. I've stayed up watching games and then lost at the end. I've, I've, I've just seen it all uh, as any, as any sportsman has, but just, it feels like in this compressed time where I need one, I'm getting tired of people telling, you know, I mean, my team's a choke. Uh, Cause you know, they're, they haven't been like completely wrong. So I, I want it to go away. So that's how I would look at Cal. Um, you know, Cal is so many sports. Uh, I love college sports. My football team and basketball team is just such like a run of the mill team. Um, we have great players and I'll root for them, uh, you know, as they play, but it's, it's quite difficult to get behind. If we were to have maybe a standout year, I would of course go nuts, but they just are so on the back burner. We have the best shirt in, uh, in, in college, college sports, I think, cause we, it, our, our football shirt just says, Cal football we're gonna be so good next year because that's all we can say <laughs> so you know it's just hard to root you know it's just it would, it's just difficult so um yeah it would be right now it'd be Dodgers Lakers and then anything anything okay. Cal um so, I do you have a question yeah I have a question I wanted to ask you this one too uh I will um this doesn't need to be tournament round uh but I'll I'll answer quickly but I'm curious your your answer this is from Joe Klein uh quickest you've ever hit the bar after a tournament round I have one specific one it was my birthday I was playing Pebble <laughs> Beach in a tournament not the AT&T I was leading at one point on the back and then probably finished 10th I, I tripled 18 I did everything wrong in the world and I walked straight into the bar all my friends were waiting it was my birthday it was like a sad birthday and I they already like I walked in a shot was there and I like drank it like I drank <laughs> as fast as I could have as far as like unless somebody brought it to me while i was on 18 green so what's, what's the quickest you've you've gone uh after a big day i don't think i've done the direct to the bar at the golf course because that typically means i played poorly and i want to get the hell away from the golf <laughs> yeah. course uh but you know uh that i think it might have been the bar you and i've been to a wigwam uh yeah. literally across the street 
um, is a is this unbelievable Mexican spot in Phoenix at this course called Wigwam, and uh, and I have I've ducked in there after a couple of turnarounds before and had it's, like a it's nice and dark in there too. Really dark. That's what I need. That yeah. you need Little dark. Brunch. You need a corner. <laughs> and you need minimal communication after a bad round, right? I mean, I'm you don't in, want to yeah. talk to anybody. No. You know, I mean, do you do that? Are you the, if you have like a bad Sunday round, oh, yeah, do you I'm cut off? Yeah, everyone, I call it going on my island and I wish I didn't do it, but I just do it. It's everybody does it yeah, though. It's, it's a golf so thing. It's so, yeah. But that, that, so that was like, that's like a block away from yeah. the from the parking lot. I mean, you don't even have to drive there. Yeah, it, that, that, that's a, but that, that's the perfect. I would say the the other answer that most people would have is, um, you know, you're on like the 11th hole and you're already planning like, guys, like, where are we going after this? Like, I need a beer or yeah. something. Um, oh. Okay, here's a question for you. I thought this was a good one. This is from Derek Kwan Ao or O. Um, what's your favorite golf course that you have yet to play? So I think this is a good question for someone like you who's a, a big golf golf fan who you've seen a ton of, of golf courses that you probably haven't played mine my answer is firestone seen it on tv a million times tiger dominated it i don't know anything about it except it looks like i'd like it so do you have do you have one of those that you've seen a bunch you just don't you, you think it would be your favorite yeah you know I, I i i'm gonna throw just in terms of seeing a golf course a lot and not playing it i mean i i was i loved trinity forest and what it was gonna be i, I know that they never quite got the weather they hoped to get there for that event but I would watch it and I really wanted to play it and I never got a chance to play it. So I would probably put that up there very high. You know, there's a lot of the, you know, crystal downs, places like that, but you don't see them on TV. You don't know much about them in terms of how the actual golf course is played unless you, you know, dive online into architecture.com or something. So I would say Trinity forest is really high up there for right. me because it, you know, I, again, I, I was hoping that the pros would embrace it a little bit more and they just never quite got what they were hoping for. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Electricity has always been synonymous with power. And in the BMW i4 M50, power is more refined than ever. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Listen carefully and you'll make out the sound of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper. Experience the rush of pure performance as BMW M-Engineered Handling takes you through every twist and turn. 
and elevate each moment of your drive with a suite of cutting-edge technology, including a BMW Intelligent Personal Assistant that gets smarter with every interaction. I've started guidance. And the most advanced iDrive operating system yet for the most powerful vehicle of its kind. Introducing the BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. I had a great question here, Max. A great question from Jonathan Evans. Are you trying to say my questions have been great? Are you are you looking down upon no, my I'm, Twitter I, followers? I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm going to say they've all been great, and this one <laughs> continues in the theme. Jonathan Evans, chunk underscore WV. Do you think he went to West Virginia? He said, why don't we develop a minor league Ryder Cup off your guys that miss out on a Ryder Cup, you know, President's Cup, play top 12 KFT guys, I, I don't know if I'm going to go with the KFT part of this, but I do love, sorry, I, I don't want to do the, you know, the PJ tour players versus KFT. I do love the idea of 12 KFT players going at, you know, like a, like a European tour or a challenge tour type of situation where they battle it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I saw this question too. Uh, the idea is there. Um, you you very much underestimate that when a pro has a week off, they, they don't, don't want to go golf. play and they for don't no make money. money. Yeah. yeah, and it's one thing if you're playing for your re- like literally your country. This is a huge deal, but it, it would it wouldn't be if the if the KFT had maybe a bigger uh, international draw or big enough, they could do that because I think it would be weird if you did the top twelve KFT versus the top twelve, let's say challenge tour, but six of the KFT were European. Um that would be odd. But I like the idea, but yeah, it just wouldn't it wouldn't happen. But you could but you could pay. I mean you could come up with a I mean again, PJ tour money, we talked yeah, about the gonna get a PJ tour. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying if you were if you were talking to KFT players and everybody got 150,000 to play in it, everybody did across the board. I'm pretty sure everybody would well, say Well, yes. KFT, yeah, because a win on KFT is 100. So you're probably going to be, realistically, everyone would get 20 grand. And I, it would it would draw. I just don't think that you would get a sponsored draw for that. I love the idea. Like, our the premise is, like, the purest, I, like, premise. But it's just, I think, like, l- like, realistically, it wouldn't work. Because you would need this second, to have the draw, you would need the second tier of PGA Tour player or European Tour player. You're not going to get it because they're going to say you don't have enough money to get take another week away from my schedule. Plus, if you did pay, then the Ryder Cup people would be like, well, why aren't you paying us? Yeah, yeah, and I then mean, it I, becomes like a slippery slope. But it would be fun as hell for us to watch. I just don't – I don't know who would do it. And I, there wouldn't be enough money uh, for the – to to get people to do it or the KFT, I think it would just be a hard draw for a sponsor to be like, here's your second tier. I know these guys aren't ever even on TV enough. Anyways, that's, you know, I don't know. It'd be hard. Cause I think the Ryder cup as Rory said it best this year. It's mostly the fan stuff and how like incredibly exciting it is because of how rowdy it is. And you're not going to get a huge fan draw. I don't think to a, to a, a, what, what we're kind of uh, asking for. Yeah, this just real quick, uh, just a reminder that the President's Cup should be a mixed uh, male-female uh, event. Just one more time. Oh I just my, wanted to yeah. put that out there. Just has to be. Just let's change that tomorrow yeah. if we can. Uh, do you have a question? Yeah, somebody asked what was my favorite college event I played outside of the national championship. Uh, easy answer to the Owlworth one because we got a lot of swag. <laughs> nice. We got like Under Armour shirts and all kinds of like goodies for them. We got we got all this stuff. <laughs> that, that's If you ever ask anybody at college what their favorite event was, I guarantee you their answer had a lot to do with whether they won it or if they got stuff. <laughs> 
Remember the AJGA stuff you'd get at the big events? And oh yeah. I, I got I got an I got a Gus Buster one time at the Lucent <laughs> Technologies. Thought it was the best thing ever. I think I had that thing through college. You know, the AJGA towels were important, but some of the events would get logo shoes golf and, ball. Oh, logo just golf the ball best. was the best. Uh, Eddie Bell for for a couple people that travel a decent amount thought it was a great question. Eddie said, "What's the optimal hotel room location? Top floor, bottom floor, near the stairs, easy exit. What are you? Are you first of all?" Do you specify when you check in or you just kind of give me whatever room you've got? <laughs> it's a give me whatever. I like uh, you need to be perfectly between the the stairs and the elevator. You need to be far enough from the elevator not to hear the, the ding noise. Right. You don't want to be too far where you are now forced to be an ath- athlete and go down the stairs uh, with your golf bag. So I'm like a middle of the road. Uh, let me be close enough to the elevator, but not too close. What uh, I don't care about floor. I mean, I always feel like a baller if you're really high up, but it's not really like <laughs> true same i'm not a i don't care what floor but i don't want to be by the elevator I, okay. I actually prefer to be as far from the elevator as possible the only room you don't want that's as far from the elevator as possible is the one right next to the stairs because anybody that goes out there the door slams they never yeah. need to let it shut quietly but uh, it's uh, get me away from the elevator i don't want to be by it i don't want to have that foot traffic the noises anything like that get a grip this on, is a, not elevator fans this is good this is a this is a, also an old thing you know when you never ever ever thought about your hotel room location for probably 30 years of your life i'd say right around there and all of a sudden you become a hotel snob i don't know what the deal is but definitely <laughs> of all of the pretentious stuff in my life my hotel choices interests <laughs> What I want in a hotel room, what I need, have all gone up. What do you need? What do you need? I mean, like, I I don't want queens anymore. I used to go, oh, Oh, I got two queens. I put my stuff on one, and then I I sleep on the other. I love that. See, I want the king. I want the full bed. I love the stuff on the other bed. The ironic part about this is I sleep in a king bed the exact same way I sleep at home. Yeah, I don't touch one half of it, but I love the idea of the option if I want to kind of go horizontal you know all right if i want to go over into quote unquote cindy's area it can and i know i'm not going to get yelled at you know i'm not going to be in harlow's area in the middle of the bed i got the whole bed to myself um i you know i mean i need it to be cold i need it to be dark Uh, i don't i mean i don't need it to be wine cool like the the bubble where these guys are having their room at 55 degrees which (laughs) is just unbelievable hey by the way you're in napa um how cool are napa rooms i mean do they keep them wine temp uh, no, uh, we are finally having a nice cool day. I will say that this hotel we're in has like, uh, it's very modern. So it has, uh, you know, like it feels very concretey and it's nice and cold. Whereas when we got here, you know, you know, you get like at our house in Arizona, we have carpet in a few of the rooms and it, th- those rooms feel like insanely warmer than, uh, than the other room. So it's been, it's nice. This has a cold room vibe. Very, very welcome. Do you have any things you tick off for your rooms? Like, what do no. you do? What are your musts with a hotel room? Don't have any. Uh, water, water pressure, I would appreciate. But I I am, um, I don't have it. If I had to start with a priority ranking of things that I would love, it would be um, the water pressure in the shower. It, it needs to be good, especially in the summer when I'm playing in like what feels like 200 degree heat. I want to come home and enjoy the shower and not feel like I have to like grind out the shower. <laughs> Are you offended when you check into the rooms that have the two Fijis on the office desk for then they have the price tag? It's like $13 a bottle. I honestly love it because it just starts my week off with a little bit of a challenge. And if I overcome that challenge, then I can just keep, you know, grinding towards a win during the week. Um, this is like yeah, dodgeball so like with, yeah. with the donut and the electricity. Exactly. Your hands. Yeah, like I just exactly. shocked me. Let's goodness. go. Um, <laughs> all right. So I got the hotel room. I had a great question for Patrick Koenig, our buddy who 
just travels the world and plays golf. He said, is there a circumstance on a golf course where it would be permissible to body slam a fellow golfer? <laughs> I mean, we could loosely use the word permissible. Um, I mean, yeah, there'd be there'd be a time you're allowed to. Uh, I don't again. I've said this before. I don't think it's in golfers best interest to fight because I feel like it just makes <laughs> us look even less athletic than we are. So I'm going to stick with uh you know, there's not a good situation for that, but I mean, I've seen a video of two brothers going at it on the course. And I mean, I feel like I would be tempted to do that. If I had a sibling who was pissing me off for like, you know, 16 <laughs> years and outdrove me and told me about it, like maybe I'd put him in his place a little bit. I don't know. So you make it, you bring up such a great point. It like fighting is this thing that people talk about a lot. And it's brought up in things like this, where you bring up this idea of people getting in a fight on a golf course, you know, fighting is something that, most people either never do or have done a couple of times in their entire life. So we all think we'd be good at it or we'd be okay at it, or we'd know what to do. None of us would know what to do. <laughs> not of We wouldn't know where to put our hands. We wouldn't know the right approach. You don't know to jab, to uppercut any of those things. I feel like almost every non-professional fight, just ends up with the people on the ground in about three seconds. So my my dad uh, boxed in college, and he taught me how to box growing up. So I will say that one of the things I've always held, you know, hung my hat on it, and knowing that I'm not maybe the biggest guy ever in a bar, but I and especially golf, I feel a little better because I am a little bit bigger than the average golfer. But I always felt like I think muscle memory would kick back in a little bit because I do know how to do all those things. Now in my head, I'm probably a lot better than I you know think uh, or than I actually am. But it does feel good to know that you get the guy um when we used to box like against like you know when we were kids you get the guy uh who runs at you and his arms are just you know he does like the big wind up and and you're like if 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 you had my dad you'd be like hey you see that guy's shoulder go back this is the time when you just hit Punch him a little him bit face, on the right. nose like yeah. this is yeah, very yeah. easy so i always think in my head in the fantasy land that all guys have had that oh if some guy ever comes up to me i'm gonna kick his ass you know like we every guy's <laughs> had that oh, oh so he breaks into my house right now i kick his ass it'd be easy like that's how every guy's always been i do feel like i have a slight like lead however if anybody anybody says oh i like also learned i'd be like oh shit oh, <laughs> you know, but how many this is not good how many months were you doing it <laughs> how far did you make it how, how old were you when you stopped yeah no, it, would, it, it is just again like the majority of human beings once they get over the age of about 14 or 15 aren't getting in fights it's stupid yeah we all stupid we all either talk about it or you discuss it or you have these weird moments where you're like that guy that <laughs> fucking guy looking him at me. I'm like, and then you'd be like, you don't even know. And the other thing <laughs> Hello, is. Hello, sir. Have a good day. <laughs> if you punch somebody, your hand is going to hurt so bad. Hurt. People forget the hand part. That's the one thing I always respect when movies or TV shows show the guy punch. Yeah, you know, like the Shake Rock the and Vin Diesel and Fast and Fierce are just throwing each other through, you know, oh, concrete walls and hotel sure. rooms and Hummers and stuff. And you're like, you know that, I mean, that would really hurt no matter how strong you are. All of those things would hurt a lot. Punching a concrete wall. Like if you punch your hotel room wall right now, <laughs> concrete, break your yeah. hand. Yeah, your hand be would done. be broken. Yeah. All right. Well, enough fighting. Now you can get to questions. <laughs> uh, Steve. Uh, CBF Kai- baby? No, no. Steve Caimano uh, asked after the experience at the BMW charity event, would you be in favor of an actual tour event that limited the number of clubs to nine or 10? I would. Um, but I was going to ask you, I feel like this would be big on the announcers to bring up the importance of each club. Uh, not so much on, I mean, 
maybe the scores would be higher, but I, I don't know how to raise the interest level. I think it would be cool for us, but it would need to be presented. Would you, would you say that would be kind of a, it would need issue? to be, I think I was, you had seven, right? Wouldn't that you played? Yeah, we had it was seven, the Chick yeah. Evans thing with seven clubs. I, I would say you need, if you were going to ever do this, you would need less over more. I mean, I think you need like five because okay. to me, like even you guys playing with seven for nine holes, you never had to hit a shot that was just wildly uncomfortable. You, sure. know, you weren't punching a seven iron from a hundred yards. You didn't have to hit eight, eight, eight iron out of a greenside bunker. You know, those are the things that I think would, you know, it would, it would, it would instantaneously pique our interest as golf fans. If yeah. like, you had five clubs. So let's say you had three wood, five iron, seven iron, sand wedge putter. You know, you're going to have a couple of times where you're having hit a seven iron from 120 yards. And I mean, yeah. to me, that's cool, right? That would be fun. Uh, I, you would have to pick the right golf course. I, I mentioned Trinity Forest earlier, actually. That would be a good golf course for this because you could run golf shots up, right? I mean, yeah. you would not need a lot of water. You're not going to go play Doral for an event like this. But if you went and played a place where golfers could be creative, to me, I think that would actually be cool to watch the separation and the guys that would embrace the format. Yeah, and maybe I, be I agree. About it. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be cool. I have a, a good one here from uh, Jesse uh, Pibburn. Um, but the, I got this question a lot, so I'm, I'm only going to do, they asked favor on course beverage and snack, but I mean that I don't, uh, it, it depends the day. Uh, but the, the question I got a lot from other people too, is, uh, during your casual round at home, what's your favorite like money game? And, uh, I'll say this for pretty much every pro that I know, the, my favorite game to play is just match play. Like, <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> I'll tell you what my least favorite game is. And it's Wolf. Uh, I don't. When we play with, you know, uh, uh, the guys we're giving strokes to, we'll always play with you. Know, oh, what's your favorite game? Oh, I love, you know, the, the scotch game. Like, I love this game. I, I when I go to play, I want it to just say, see who was the best player. Yeah, that's the best system is best ball. If it's two man or just straight up match play. Um, so I'm probably a bad person to ask money game wise. I was going to ask you because I hate Wolf. I've I've won the or been the low man in, in Wolf a handful of times and been the biggest loser at the same time. And it's just, it's not, it's the worst game to me. And there's other games just like it. So I keep it as simple as possible. I think most pros do curious if you had a favorite or, or even a least favorite, but that that's how I look. I just want to play golf. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I, I think one thing about joining a country club is you're introduced to about 15 new club <laughs> games you never heard of before. There's a game called Vegas that they play at Phoenix a lot. I still don't know how, it, how to play it. All I know is, I was playing a couple of buddies one time and a guy made a 10 on the third hole and they lost $117 on that hole. Yeah. And I was like, so I don't, and this seems like Vegas, I guess, cause I lose that quickly in <laughs> Vegas as well. But you know, I, I'm with you. I mean, we play match play, you know, a Nassau auto two downs. I mean, that's kind of my standard yeah. game. You know, I, I don't, I, I, I want to play, like you said, I want to play if I beat Ashton straight up or if Ashton beats me in match play, Typically, he also beat me in score, you know, and so, I mean, the key to match play, in my opinion, for even a professional golfer is like, I really don't want to casually grind over really short putts, you know, like I'm, I'm out there to have fun. I'm trying not to grind. It's like, if you're in for four and I have a two and a half footer for five, like I want to pick it up. Like, I don't want to have to grind. Like I. I have to, you, I mean, you have to do that all the time. You're the anti-sandbagger. Because some well, people yeah, love like, putting it and then missing it casually. And, and saying they making made a six. six. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's like, it's not even about making or missing it. It's more just the amount of mental sure. capacity that goes into that moment. Like, I don't want to, I'm out here to have fun. You know, like, that's the one thing about golf that I do think 
when you talk about serious golfers, like the, the real serious guys, the guys that buy all the new clubs and they're obsessed with golf and they're obsessed with games and they want to go play all the top 100 golf courses is they're also obsessed with their score everywhere. And that yeah. is the big difference when you go across the pond to somewhere like Scotland and everybody there is just out there to have a good time when they play. And it's not necessarily what did I shoot on this golf course on this day? I mean, you know, I was when I was at Bannon last time, I've been at Bannon, I don't even know that or not, but you know, when I was at Bannon last time, the last round we played at Bannon Trails, you know, it's blowing like 40 miles an hour. And, you know, I've got buddies that are grinding. I'm like, you know, we've played six rounds in three days. Like this yeah. grinding isn't fun. Like hitting the shots in this is fun to me, but like I don't want to grind for a number, right? Yeah. Now. You know, I'm trying to enjoy myself. My suggestion for the players, the listeners out there that who who are trying to get, you know, significantly better and, and play professional golf or whatever uh always got to play two down autos um because it keeps you in it because even if you're getting drummed you're going to have a some some at some point on the front or back you're going to have a important putter or whatever and the game i like even though it's a nightmare to keep track of i only really do it with one of my friends is one down autos so every Ooh. anytime somebody wins a hole you add a zero and it is exhausting um but that's what toughens you up because those last six holes not that the first 12 didn't matter but those last six you know put a little hair on your chest so uh it's a scary scary game yeah like like f to follow up on that question with you just because i do think something i struggle sometimes with is like the difference in playing a regular round of golf versus a tournament round are, are massive, right? There's a huge gap between, you know, you're putting everything out, everything matters versus, you know, a casual round of golf with your friends. What would you say if you're out, if I'm out casually playing, how can I quote unquote toughen myself up to be better at the massively important tournament rounds of golf? Yeah, it would be that it would be, um, it would be really, it's just adding that like competitive thing. I mean, I notice it with most people I play with, but you know, you're two over through five or two down through four. And it becomes very quickly. Oh, I didn't care. I, you, know, uh, you know, I was just out here to have fun anyways. And it's like, yeah, like, okay. You but know. you don't want to lose. Like, I don't, yeah, lose like, ever, I don't buy right? that you, you wouldn't say you would have been grinding if you were two under through four. Um, so it would be holding yourself accountable to that too. And I like that. Um, even like if I'm playing with my friends who I want my friends to have the best time, if I'm four up through nine and they're having a bad day and they're being kind of like, um, you know, grumpy and uh, whatever, I'm going to beat them eight up. Like I, it's like your goal because my goal in golf is to be the best I can be. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to look at them and be like, all right, well, if you want to go there, this is better for, you know, I'm going to then toughen myself up to learn how to just like keep basically like keeps you in your own world. your your own one shot at a time. It, it doesn't matter if, if, um, I'm going to push myself. It's what Tiger obviously did at majors for so long. It's like, I don't care what you guys are doing. I'm going to pedal to the metal. That's why I like one downs. Cause I think one downs keeps everyone in it so hard. And even if you played really well in the beginning, you're still going to have some sort of stress on the back. You need to learn how to make, you know, six footers to tie or win holes, uh, under some kind of pressure, whether that pressure to you is losing to a friend that you don't like to lose to, or if it's actually the money like that, you have to find what drives you, but making those putts, hitting those shots, um, you know, and also what I've been trying to incorporate a little bit is, uh, from what I learned in the last dance is it takes a, a you know, a real tough person to talk trash when they're all square and not up 
two or three, you know, like be down two and, and start yapping a little bit. I think that that gro- <laughs> makes you grow up uh, just a little bit there. So I think, but that, but see, it's just so tough that it goes back to what I always say is I don't have a hobby in golf and it sucks. But every time I go to the golf course and same with every pro, I'm doing something to get better. And, and I have to find what that is. And that's, that's difficult when you play fun days of golf sometimes, because it's just not as fun because hit a couple bad shots or, or even if you had a few good ones, you're like, okay, what I do there, you're trying to like assess it, which sucks. But I mean, you, you make it fun in your head because it's always a challenge. I mean, that's why I love doing what I, I, I do is because the process is super fun. And that's part of the part of the process. Uh, Shane, I know you need to go. And I got this great question from Hunter Freeman. Actually, I'm not I'm not in a I'm not in a massive hurry now. So we're good. Oh, cool. OK, couple, well, yeah. either way, I'll ask this question. <laughs> uh, Hunter Freeman uh, asked, what do we call it if you win all six majors next year? And I have a pretty good answer to this. Instead of the Grand Slam, the Grandest Slam. I like that a lot. It's not bad. The Grandest Slam. (laughs) Yeah, because it'll go on forever. They'll look back and be like, you guys remember that Tiger Slam? Oh, you remember the Grandest Slam when Max Homa did it and Shane (laughs) caddied all six tournaments? Wow, Joe got fired out (laughs) of the Grandest Slam. Sorry, Joe. If I win six majors, I think we are obviously in fantasy. Yeah, that's exactly right. We went all six. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Electricity has always been synonymous with power. And in the BMW i4 M50, power is more refined than ever. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Listen carefully and you'll make out the sound of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper. Experience the rush of pure performance as BMW M-Engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. And elevate each moment of your drive with a suite of cutting-edge technology, including a BMW intelligent personal assistant that gets smarter with every interaction. I've started guidance. And the most advanced iDrive operating system yet for the most powerful vehicle of its kind. Introducing the BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW the ultimate electric driving machine. Hey, 
Uh, listen, this is a sidebar, and and, and I, people don't know this. I'm doing. Uh, I'm broadcasting the international feed at the U.S. Open. So nice. I'm going to be at Winged Foot. Um, so we'll be able to do a, a Winged Foot podcast. Who are you working that through? The USGA. So oh, it's cool. basically all the countries that don't have a broadcasting partner. So, you know, NBC would be the broadcasting partner for the United States. Sky Sports would be the broadcast partner for the U.K. All those other countries, if you happen to be in another country, Hell guess yeah. what? If you're in New Zealand, you're listening to my ass broadcast the U.S. Open. So, a Canada, maybe Canada. I think you get Canadian Canada. bacon and your 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 uh, kind of beef with the Canadians. I feel like we could finally Ooh, bridge. the. You know what? Yeah. Now, Dillette and I are good. Dillette unblocked <laughs> me. So we're good. Graham actually responded to a tweet the other day. I think we're boys. I do. He even responded that one time and said, I realized why I blocked you. I said something and he didn't like it, which I appreciated. But um, I. Uh, yeah, I'll have to ask Sarzen. I'll have to ask somebody up there north of the border and see if they're going to get me or if they get uh, if they get Dan Hicks. Who knows? But I'm going to be a Wingfoot. I was thinking about this. Somebody asked me, a friend of mine texted me and was asking me, you know, favorites, players to like at Wingfoot. You know, I, I feel like this is a golf course that's going to set up well for Morikawa. I, I know you'd probably know more about this and we'll dive more into what this. What course as, does? That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, every one of them yeah. does. But, like, when you look at a golf course and you look at players, you personally – like when you go play Wingfoot for the first time on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it's going to be next week, do you think to yourself as a professional golfer, man, this course sets up well for X, Y, and Z? Do you ever think that? I mean, do those names ever pop in your head like that? Or is it more you're so focused on what you're doing, you don't ever think about like the world like that? We've had, no, we, we've had certain weeks. It really has to stand out because I'm in the camp that if you're John Rom. Like there's someone with the most complete game possible. They all set up well, but we have played certain courses with, there's very few people with a, an extremely predominant and dominant shot shape. Uh, the one that always comes up is Rory's draw, um, which right. is not a super common thing off the tee anymore to hit that high draw. It's, it's a very scary um, spot to be a little bit under a little bit stuck all the time, you know, hit these high, the miss is big for most everybody, but Rory and, uh, when we went to Medina last year, you know, Joe was like, man, this place really sets up well for Rory. And you start to see it's a ton of dogleg lefts uh, were carrying, you know, a certain bunker would fit. But you you could typically see instead of maybe just one name, you would see like uh, this. This really is an advantage for the Bombers because the fairway bunkers carries 300. If you can fly at 300, the fairway actually becomes bigger. But U.S. Open, I already know Wingfoot doesn't have that um, thing. So right. Wingfoot is going to be uh, as much as, you know, we can get into the uh the you know the the cracks and say oh you know uh the straightest most accurate guy is gonna have an advantage and sure but i i believe that when a course is that hard like a olympia fields was um it's just the most complete player you're gonna have to do everything well um you're gonna have you know times when you don't drive it super straight you're gonna have times when you don't hit your iron super you know you're gonna have to chip it well you're gonna have to do everything well and that that is why we like hard um and that's why you know it to your question you would go there and be not so obviously like, oh, this so suits Rory or Dustin gotcha. or Rom. You would be like, you know, this a this a big dog golf course. Some, whoever wins this is going to earn it. I think that's maybe more what you would see. Yeah, somebody uh, somebody texted me yesterday and said they played the West Course two days in a row and said, I don't know. There's not many guarantees in life. I can guarantee you nobody's going to finish under par. Yeah, Tiger said five over is going to win. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, it seems I'm like excited to see that. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I had a couple of more. Yeah, I got oh, two I more. Have a, I have a great question from Drew Redman. All right. Why are we seeing an increased use of stand bags on tour? Seems like they're popping up more and more. And do you see this as a trend that will continue on 
and maybe we'll one day get to the the death of the staff back um don't have an exact answer. Ricky Fowler is a big part of it. He did it at the waste management. He's kind of the two reason, years right? ago. Yeah, he's a big needle of this. Uh, also, a lot of people's wives have been caddying or friends. Yeah. So I think the players have been asking for a stand instead. I would be hard pressed to say the staff bag is going to go away. Even a lot of caddies like the staff bag better. You can fit a lot more stuff in there. I mean, when it rained in Phoenix and we had our stand bag because they were doing like a promotional thing, we couldn't fit our rain gear and all that in it. So it actually becomes a pain and the caddies know it. So um, we uh, we have um, we have that kind of uh you know, thought process when it goes to it, but you never know. Also the, the sponsorship money you make from the belly of a staff bag is, is typically a driving, a driving factor. So, um, I, I would be surprised to see it go away. The belly being the framed part with your, yeah, name sorry, on the your frame, club and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yep. Um, I got a question here from David B Evans. I got to do one or two more than I got to go taste wine. Uh, Cause that's what you do up here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when will free drops be given for landing in a divot? Uh, in my opinion, the previous player altered the course. All players are supposed to play the same conditions. I used to think that, so I'm not saying you, you know you're wrong here, but that's the I don't know we're we're too we're too focused on fair as we've talked about on this podcast. I want it to be like that's there's that's art like that's art. Every yeah. other sport has variables. Why don't we have a variable? If we didn't, we should just play off a hitting bay and we're using a track man in in some sort of simulator because that would be the only true fairway. Because I can get a wing gust that you didn't have, and that's unfair. I can hit your spike mark. That's not fair. I mean, all these things could be perceived as unfair, but I don't yeah, know. I mean, like, like, you know, you know what, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely 1000% with you on this. I, I used to think a little bit of like that, you know, I mean, this is a bummer if you hit it in a divot, you know what? I think Paul Azinger is the guy that always said this. He always would say there's two types of people. There's a guy that walks up, sees his ball in a divot and goes, shit, what bad luck. And then there's a guy that walks up, sees his ball in a divot and goes, I'm going to show off, yeah, you know, and I mean, it's, sure. it really is about the way you perceive it. And, and, you know, I mean, what Payne Stewart hit it in a divot at, at Pinehurst and he's like, I'll figure out a way. Right. And he, did. I said he this the other day, I asked somebody else, a, a tour pro, I can't remember who about the divot thing. Hey, like I, I would wonder, and, and, and I guess you would never know, but I wonder if I've played from more divots or people have hit it in my divot more. Ah, <laughs> so, interesting. Yeah, I would be curious. I mean, I would assume it would be people have played out of my divot more, but um, still like uh, kind of maybe puts a little more positivity perspective in being like, listen, <laughs> you've screwed over more people than you've been, <laughs> you know, so it's all good. Out of a divot now, get a little T, you just write an M after, and then you always know the cheers. <laughs> That's mine. When you were in that divot on 14, did it have an M that written in there? <laughs> that was me. That was mine. Uh, listen, I just realized my last question you had already, uh, it was the scheduling one. So I have no more. Do you have any more? Uh, I have no more. Um, I, I, I have got a, two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say a couple things. Um, one is uh, this week I started doing the digital minimalism thing. I've been reading that oh, nice. report book. And uh, so no social media, just basically no kind of BS portions of the phone unbelievable i've like on day five or six of it it has been refreshing a lot more reading uh, and it's kind of don't just sit around and do nothing is kind yeah. of the idea behind it i uh, love it so that's been exciting and fun it is really weird jumping into like today i had to jump into twitter this morning and you know you just you forget that there's a whole world going on that you're not a part <laughs> of all of a sudden yeah. uh second thing is uh we have a store people ask about merch a lot uh, we've got a store. I think it's launching this week, Max, on an Imperial. Our friends at Imperial have put together a collection of hats, 
and t-shirts, maybe a hashtag golf t-shirt that possibly oh, yeah. you can purchase. But uh, the, it, the stuff's great. Obviously, if you, um, I know you own Imperial hats. Everybody does. Uh, so that should be launching either this week or next. When it does, we'll obviously tweet out the link on uh, on social media, and you can go out there and buy hats. And I don't have to mail hats anymore, uh, which is <laughs> exciting for me as well. Because I'm horrible at mailing, and I forget, and, I, uh, and it takes months and months before I get them to people. So I don't have to have that responsibility on my shoulders anymore. That's exciting. I'm, ha- I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. Uh, I have two quick flights. Uh, Feel Good Friday. Got to play with Sophia Popov at her home course. Uh, walking up 18, there was a surprise for her. They presented her the... Uh, the British open trophy and a, a bunch of the members were waiting on the green, gave her, her, you know, kind of uh, a round of applause walking up to the green that she didn't get to have, uh, considering there was no fans nice. uh, at the major. She wants so to play fire rock. Is that rock? How is, how is fire rock? Uh, it was hot that day. So the fire, uh, really came into nice, play, uh, nice. but it was, it was, it was good. You know, it was fun. It was a really fun day. And then best shot I saw uh, someone hit this week. Uh, and just, one of the few things I don't mind watching a thousand times, Bill Haas is shot out of the water to keep the FedEx up going. Will forever just still be, I don't know if I can watch enough times to be like, dumb, like to dumb it down enough. Like that is unbelievable pressure plus actual skill plus the guess, like all of it. I can't leave it spin. So I know everybody's seen it 10,000 times. I could watch it 10,000 times. Well. Oh, it, it checks so fast. I feel like oh, you forget man, how fast so it grabbed, you know? Yeah, it's, just, it's uh, got a lot of cheese. One, one, one of one of the best recovery golf shots in the history of the sport, no matter what event it was. Um, I don't have many flights. I didn't make an American this week again. Second yeah. American in 2020. That's pretty amazing. To, clo- to close the round. You're, I think you're the only person I texted a picture of it to. <laughs> yeah, but I, sick. Uh, I was playing with Ashton, who I think I'd played with when we did it the first time at Papago. It wasn't back-to-back par fives. But uh, I he said it He said it almost went in for a hole-out eagle on 17 and I hit hybrid on 18 and he said, he, he thinks it almost went in for double Eagle. So then of course the conversation changes to what do we call this? Yeah. And, uh, and let's so address that when we get there, any, any suggestions <laughs> out there for Eagle, double Eagle, we will happily take, uh, if you send it our way, uh, that's that. I mean, not, not much else I've got. Uh, like I said, we, we are, we are pro FedEx cup here. We just are hoping that, uh, whatever our ideas can do to, to improve, uh, that championship, you know, at least somebody is listening and maybe we'll take a note or two and, uh, we're just a couple of idiots trying to, to have a good time. Uh, wine tasting today, Max? Wine tasting today. What is your wine? What's your go-to red wine? Uh, like brand? No, 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 like type. Oh, I like Cab. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Bro, yeah. Yeah. put hair on your chest. You can't sure. be like, what do you want to go on Syrah? Get I found here. out I liked Cab Franc yesterday, so there's there you a new go. one. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you're, uh, so you're no golf. When do you get, when do you get back into mode to get ready Thursday. for the Open? Thursday, okay. leaving Saturday for the U.S. Open, so get there a little early, get in the nice, full dude. mode. Yeah, you'll, you'll you'll be there. You'll be there before me. I think I've got a tournament this weekend. Ashley oh, and I are yeah. playing a two-man tournament. Oh yeah, good luck. So uh, let's so see a number. Then, yeah, I'm excited about it. And then we'll uh, then I'll be at Wingfoot, and so we'll All be right. doing a live Wingfoot <laughs> podcast. I don't know what day, but that'll be exciting. very cool. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, rate and review the show if you don't mind. We'll be back with. Uh, like some real U.S. Open golf stuff next week, which is going to be very exciting. I can't believe the U.S. Open is coming up. That's so wild to say. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, wash your hands. Enjoy, you know. PJ Tour season's right around the corner. <laughs> see ya. Here we are. <laughs>Get a grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at Home Depot.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.